hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and is absolutely still a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you once and always, Dylan and Kyle, coming in out of Vancouver, British Columbia, for having me on there. Uh, thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. A very warm, unseasonably warm week. Uh, here in the Twin Cities, anyway, and probably most of the upper Midwest. Uh, yeah, spring is here, which is a great feeling. That means playoff hockey is right around the corner. The Minnesota Wild have only one game to go, which might annoy you that I'm recording today, but I, I don't know. For now, I'm keeping the schedule, and because, yeah, unfortunately, I you know I have to work Saturday, so I'm not going to adjust the schedule this week. It just kind of is what it is. I'll probably have to pop in a new show, a short one maybe, in a few days. Kind of like I did with the Quinnipiac and uh, Minnesota Gophers game. Unfortunately, yeah, Quinnipiac won the national championship. And I ranted about that in the last episode. If you're curious how I felt and all that, or you want to laugh at me, I don't know. But I tried to keep myself relatively professional, though. I wasn't that crazy, and I wasn't whining and bitching about the refs. Just, I don't know, I just an opportunity thrown away. That's all, thrown away, and you can't get it back. Uh, Brock Faber looked really awesome in his season debut. So we're going to look at the previous games. Not, I'm not going to analyze them too tightly, really, other than, unfortunately, more injuries to talk about. And I mean, more injuries to talk about. Great. Isn't that just wonderful? And the Minnesota Wild loads them only 500. So basically two and two in their last four. More injuries. Isn't that just great? Isn't that just great news? It's wonderful. So, so Kaprizov is just about to come back, right? He's just about to come back. It's the coolest feeling ever. And all that. Kaprizov's coming back. And and Nyquist is coming back, too. All right. Yeah, and then Erickson Eck has a puck off his, what looked like his ankle, basically, from uh, Malkin of the Pittsburgh Penguins in a 4-1 to loss. Uh, and, yeah, great. So that was that's just wonderful. That was uh, obviously the day of last week's show. Well, last week's show, and again, there was the most recent show, Saturday night, again, Quinnipiac and the Gophers, blah, 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 I've repeated myself enough, this thing is not doing what I want it to do because it's annoying, um, what else is new, everything's annoying, uh, losing to Pittsburgh was annoying, but I'm sure they're happy to have a, another crack at the postseason, I guess, I don't know, what's wrong with this thing right now, uh, can't tell you, um, yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury, I, I don't know. Do you really want him starting game one in the postseason? If, if that's what they want, I think that's a mistake. I kind of do. I kind of do. And it's not like he's terrible, but it's not like he's good. There we go. I fixed it because I'm a technician, damn it. Regardless of what people say, I'm a tech, damn it. And yes, I am. Uh, Matt Boldy with an assist. Zuccarello assist. Zuccarello will get his occasional assist. Marcus Johansson scoring. For the only goal for Minnesota here. Marcus Johansson had a pretty solid week, to be quite fair. But, I don't know. More importantly, again, like I don't want to analyze the games all too closely. More importantly, Jules Eriksson-Eck is basically what they're describing as week-to-week. So, I don't think it's broken if he's week-to-week. Like, broken usually means, like, six weeks and good luck. You know, four to six weeks. Kind of like two Timberwolves players like Nas Reed. I'll talk about that tomorrow. The broken wrist, obviously. That, that was already, you know, it was a freak injury. And we already talked about that like two weeks ago already, believe it or not. And then the dummies punching the wall and punching each other and stuff. Yeah, really dumb week. Uh, Oscar Sundquist injured as well uh, during the course of this week. Uh, Jewel Eriksson-Eck. Uh, so 
that's really a tough blow because Jules Erickson-Eck is kind of probably the best playoff player on the Minnesota Wild, starting at least with the Golden Knights series a few years ago already. I can't believe that was already two years ago and one of the most beautiful springs ever. I watched the game one, the entire game one outside on my phone with uh, obviously the earbuds, so I got the full effect, full sound and everything. So it's just like watching TV nowadays, thanks to technology. Um, it was too nice outside to sit indoors on a Saturday afternoon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was gorgeous out that day. So uh, that's why I remember it so well. And it was a fun game. And the Wild one and Julerick's neck was awesome and all that. Hopefully Julerick's neck is going to be able to play in a series versus Dallas or Colorado. Um, I put in the bat signal ready for Dallas anyone or Dallas anyone, Dallas Stars anyone. That's what I put. And it still could be Colorado. So anything could happen right now. Dallas is actually in first place at the moment, but the Colorado Avalanche have a game in hand. So there's a pretty good chance the Colorado Avalanche will still wind up as division champions after all this and how, you know, not disappointing, but a slow start to the year. Guys kind of hurt, maybe the Stanley Cup hangover, that kind of crap. And they might wind up in first place anyway. Again, no Landis Cog all season. Jeez. And no Darcy Kemper either. Ooh, it's the end of the world to no Darcy Kemper. Well, I don't know, and unfortunately it hasn't worked out so great in Washington, or Washington either. Um, so Dallas at the moment is winning the division, but again, they are winning by only one point, 106 to 105, and Colorado has the infamous game-in-hand deal. They have more wins, uh, Dallas has more overtime losses to beef up their points, which is so cute and adorable, so they have less regulation losses. I don't know, it's it's fun, it's cute and everything. Otherwise, you got Vegas and Edmonton ruling the West at the moment. Edmonton Oilers with 107 points. Yep, yep. <laughs> kind of helps when Connor McDavid is having a career year. Uh, he's continuing to become the best player in the world, as that's what he basically is now. I don't think there's any doubt if there ever was. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got Shaw with, a, with his fourth ACL, now two on each knee. Uh, Oscar Sundquist banged up, but I think he's going to be okay. That's just that's just me saying that. Um, Ryan Hartman ended up getting suspended for a, you know like a weird kind of incidental contact type of situation versus Winnipeg, so he was suspended for uh, his, he is suspended versus Nashville. Oh darn! I guess I guess he at least he won't have some freak injury unless it's in practice. It better not be. Please stop getting injured, guys. Please anything but injuries. Just win games once in a while. Uh, Klingberg was a mess most of the week, especially in his own zone. Dumba's Dumba. He is not, I don't know. He's in, he's, he's Dumba. He's, he's out there. He's got an A on his chest. Sometimes he smiles a little bit. And, um, yeah, that's Matt Dumba. It's Matt Dumba. Yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely great. Um, how many pucks did he get on goal? Zero against Pittsburgh. Zero. Jonas Burdine, five. Jonas Jonas Burdine. Jared Spurgeon. Not Jonas Bur- Spurgeon. I think I said everything right. I don't know. Ah, it's a meh game. It was a meh game, and the Penguins were, you know, they're trying to make the playoffs. I think they're out now, though. Fifth place at the Metropolitan. I think they're dead, right? They should be. They're either dead or they're like, you know, they have to win everything and everybody has to lose type of deal. Because, yeah, we're like at the end and stuff. Um... I don't know. And we'll talk some more about the upcoming games and all that in the postseason. That's going to be segment two is pretty much kind of a playoff preview. And the crappy part is it's not going to be official. I might throw in a new show where it'll be more, more well, you know, it'll be 100% playoff preview. Some of the matchups are probably set, kind of, sort of. Maybe it just depends on home ice and all that between the two. But uh, a lot of times you have a pretty good idea who's going to win between two teams if they're together. And 
be dead wrong about the prediction, but what the heck, make the prediction anyway. Uh, the St. Louis game was fun, 5-3 to three victory. You got to have uh, Kaprizov and Gustav Nyquist with a couple of assists. little beauty pass to, uh, was it uh, Goudreau? It was a nice pass to uh, Goudreau, a couple of assists in his debut, him being Gustav Nyquist and uh, Nyquist. There, there is no V, sorry. That's uh, the other guy. <laughs> Sunkvist. Yes, that's the one with the V. Um, Boldy. Gosh, what happened? No points? Come on, Boldy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> after the way he's playing, it's like, geez. Uh, Ryan Hartman, awesome in the game. Um, absolutely impressed with what Hartman was able to do against the Blues. Uh, just fun, fun performance for him. Uh, just kind of attacking, getting the puck and scoring. And God, I gotta love that. A, a goal and an assist. Hartman's been playing so well, generally speaking. Sam Steele with a goal and an assist as well in the game. As, that's the one good thing. I mean, unfortunately, again, with, uh, so what are you going to do to it? What are you going to do, uh, you know, with Drew neck being out? Well, I, Sam Steele, I mean, Sam Steele, he was kind of the one hanging around there. Um, and then you end up calling up Marco Rossi Rossi as well. Uh, he did not suit up in this game. In fact, actually, he wasn't officially called up yet, was he? No, uh, he wasn't called up yet for some reason, but that, and that's okay, because you have Steel anyway, so you have the uh, the Man of Steel, and of course this night, the Minnesota Wild won in a fun, entertaining game, and Jordan Bennington gave up four goals, including an end, and then there was the empty netter that made it five, and blah, 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 but a lot of us were paying attention to the Gophers uh, taking a 2 nothing lead versus the uh, Quinnipiac uh, Wildcats, uh, Wild Bobcats, and then, uh, I don't know, and then the momentum in the game shifted, and ever so slowly but surely, Winnipeg slowly but surely got their first, and then eventually their second goal, which was devastating, uh, you know, kind of like backbreaking in a way. And then, of course, yeah, it, it really ended up being backbreaking because the play, the overtime, was just a joke basically. It was like an April Fool's joke. Okay, it's overtime. We still have a chance. Maybe the maybe the Gophers will win the faceoff, and. uh explode down the ice and score. No, it was Quinnipiac that did that pretty much. Kind of, I don't know. It was just wonderful. And it's all kind of a daze after that. Not because I got drunk, because I did not get drunk, but because I was furious. And yeah, what a wasted opportunity. Back to this game, though. Again, <laughs> back to the wild, sorry. And you'll get to see, uh, again, you get to see Brock Faber play on, um, against the Blackhawks, which is really cool on Monday. And it looked really good. So, But this, again, a nice, comfortable win for the wild. And we finally get to the 100-point threshold, and it's the greatest feeling ever, and all that, so yay. <laughs> we, we got over 100 points, and we feel like a million bucks, I guess. Ultimately, with 102 at the moment. But at that point, we got to 100, officially, and we're starting to think, yeah, it's probably Dallas now, now that we've pulled ahead of Winnipeg enough. We're a division leader regardless, but unfortunately, Colorado and Dallas have been playing like Colorado and Dallas, you know, the, the two teams that we fear a lot right now. Either way, we're going to play a very tough team. Maybe an aging defenseman in Ryan Suter who hasn't been so good this year. Uh, our kind of, sort of aging defense, and he's not nearly as old as Suter, but uh, again, Klingberg didn't have a good week. It's plain and simple. Um, he's been a mess defensively, and uh, it's not good. Uh, the Wild win a fun game against Alex Stalock and the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh yeah, there's this guy named Jonathan Taves, but he had a goal taken away, so Sorry, John. So sorry, uh, sorry, Tavesy. I guess you might call him the captain of the Blackhawks. Great game by Marcus Johansson again. Hope he's okay, as he hopefully doesn't have a broken rib, maybe bruised with the cross check. 
late, kind of cheap type of situation in the Winnipeg game. I don't know. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Boldy with a goal and an assist, shooting the puck on net, recovering the puck, and then getting it around uh, Alex Daylock with a nifty move. Marco Rossi is, um, yeah, yeah. You might have, uh, <laughs> I think Derek uh, off the mic summed it up pretty good. He, looked, he didn't look good. He, he didn't look good. And um, obviously kind of skittish, uh, slow, this and that. And this is not meaning to be a, a jackass. This is just, and it's also, again, me not putting words in Derek's mouth, uh, because I'm not. This is me saying this, and I'm probably going to, I might even get a response from a person or two saying, I don't know, this or that. Maybe we don't go there, or it's just not a good comparison, whether you like it or not. But I don't know, so far, he's starting to, starting to if, if we're talking like slow skating and all that, and kind of meh out there, um, um, Benoit Puglia. No, absolutely not. Are, are you nuts? Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. Please. Please, please don't be Ben Rapulia. Please don't be Ben Rapulia, Marco. But, um, and Ben Rapulia was a higher draft pick. And, uh, yeah, we could have had Anzi Kopitar. But anyhow, we'll uh, have to set that aside for now. And hope Marco Rossi can uh, come out of his shell because uh, it's kind of scary. It is. Uh, at least he was 500 in faceoffs. He won four and lost four. Um, but the other rookie, who finished second place in the nation, unfortunately, well, they should have won. Oh, they should have won. Yes, they should have won if they if they had any initiative whatsoever in the second half of that hockey game. Any initiative, rather than just staying back. And okay, we'll stop you. Okay, we'll stop you. Okay, we'll stop you. Ah, oh, that one got through. Ah, oh, that's great. Now we're tied. Yeah, after like 99, you know, taking 99 shots to the to the leg, to the to the this, to the pads, to the goalie pads, to your pads, your knee pads, whatever, um, off the off the the, the chest, you know, <laughs> chest protector stuff like that. Um, one thing after another. Uh, I don't know, you know. I finally, but uh, yeah, Brock Faber again kind of picked up where he left off as a phenom defensively in college hockey. Looks like he could be a phenom in the NHL, defensively. Uh, so again, not exactly going to be lighting the lamps like crazy, but don't be surprised if he, if his offensive game comes around a little bit as his career progresses because if you're good, you're good. You know, um, it is what it is. Some some guys just have that skill, and Faber's offense did improve. It did increase in his junior year, not his senior year, his junior year in college hockey. He obviously is not going back because he signed an entry level and there he is with the Wild. Uh, Matthew Nyes debuted with the um, Toronto Maple Leafs. And Holcomb, who blocked a ton of shots as well and has a beautiful shot himself with the Anaheim Ducks, who need a lot of help. Um, And the Wild need help too, because a certain other guy who didn't play on the right side, Matt Dumba, is, he's he's just gone. He is gone unless he's coming back at some, you know, insanely cheap salary. And I I think I'd rather take my chances with Brock Faber. If Dumba's not going to provide offense... And he and he does provide mediocre to below average defense when you can get a uh, way higher end defense from Brock Faber and probably about as much offensive production anyways what Dumba's brought the last three years or so. Well, which way do you think you want to go? Uh, I'll take my chances with Brock Faber. I I will absolutely like to do that. Uh, people locally already want uh, Faber to be playing full time in the postseason. I'm not completely against that. Like, I'm I'm not. I mean. <laughs> Uh, there's certain guys on this roster that aren't 
good. They're not that good defensively, you know, and they're not that, and they provide no offense anyway. I mean, John Merrill's kind of like that. Dumba's kind of like that, and I know they're not going to bench Dumba in the playoffs unless he just falls off the face of the earth. But this is the last hurrah, and everybody knows it. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, I could imagine things really being becoming real interesting with Brock Faber, though, with uh, Minnesota long term. Guys like Merrill, guys like Goligoski, it kind of is what it is. It was kind of cool seeing for, uh, Faber and Goligoski together, two former Gophers. How cool is that? Uh, one, also, I believe Goligoski was on the team that lost the Holy Cross. I believe so, if I remember correctly. So, again, because that's a long time ago. 2006 is way back in the day. That's why Goligoski's in his mid-30s now and, you know, at the tail end of his career here. Nice offensive player. That was a great, 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 great Gopher team. That was a great, great, great disappointment right away in that tournament. Um, it was just, I don't know. I mean, I don't even want to remember it. <laughs> Kalen Addison looks uh, not so good either. Um, the second goal that he was on the ice for, he was a minus one in the game officially. The second goal he was on the ice for was, uh, you know, he was there and all that, but it was like a two-on-one, so I can't really complain. The first goal given up, though, with Addison there, it just felt like he just, what the heck was that? It just, he couldn't, like... I don't know. He just couldn't get get control of the puck and get it out of there. He just kind of got outmanned, outplayed, tough, out toughed everything on the play. It was kind of embarrassing, actually. Um, I don't know. It, it was crappy. <laughs> it really was. Was it Buddy Robin? No. What am I looking? I'm looking at the wrong thing. He's my buddy, right? No. It was. Uh, I believe. Yeah. It was Anderson. Joey Anderson, I believe. Early on, it was like, what was that? And then the uh, Bjork Bowl. Not Bjorn Borg or anything, but Bjork uh, getting his first goal of the season. Chicago just kind of, you know, bringing guys up as well. Like, what the heck? Why not? And who knows? That's Chicago at this point. Um, Minnesota, again, bringing guys up like uh, Ross Rossi and Brock Faber. Rossi didn't look good. Faber did. It's just kind of bottom line. That's kind of the, the theme here. And the Minnesota Wild uh, won the game with a bunch of guys sitting out for obvious reasons. Obviously, they're, maybe they're banged up a little bit and we're heading into the playoffs and we're not moving up, we're not moving down. So, it's kind of like the Vikings a couple years ago where we basically lost two games in a row. But this was back in 2019. They were stuck at the third seed whether we liked it or not. Or was it the fifth seed? Actually, we had to go on the road. Yeah, fifth seed, whether we liked it or not. So, it was just kind of the way it was. Uh, that was 2019, and we still won the playoff game on the road. Impressive. Most impressive Viking game in probably, you know, forever. Anyhow, um, at the time, anyway. Uh, Jonas Bergeen, Dumba, at no kidding, unfortunately. Kirill Kaprizov, Mason, uh, I know. I, I even, why even say he's scratched? I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, Jared Spurgeon, Oscar Sundqvist, and Matthew Zuccarello, of course, all you know, shelved for the game, and the Wilds still win against the Chicago team that's kind of doing the same thing. At this stage, they're not playing for anything right now other than maybe trying to get uh, the other Connor, trying to get uh, the bad for Bedard or whatever they call it. So we'll see. We'll see if Chicago winds up with Connor Bedard, which would be bad news for us. Hope he winds up in an Eastern Conference team not called the New York Rangers because they've had enough uh, high draft picks. <laughs> Obviously, he's not going to the Rangers, but at the time, it was like, ah, again? You know, come on. <laughs> they, they got like two or three uh, high-end, uh, why are they saying Fire Lindy? That's interesting. Okay. Why would you do that? Anyhow. <laughs> Sorry, I got that. I, I don't know what that was all about. But yeah, Chicago, 
nah, you know, obviously it is what it is. They're kind of obviously on their way, you know, on their way to the golf courses and uh, to to draft weekend coming up later on or draft week, whatever, NHL draft week coming up, weekend, weekend coming up. That's the Blackhawks where the Wild are hoping for something, some kind of playoff run, maybe maybe a legitimate playoff run, as long as uh, the injuries finally stop for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lindy. Yep, Sorry. <laughs> that's funny. I just had to look up because I saw something flashing. Um, but, you know, okay, yay, the Wild won the game. And unfortunately, that's probably going to be our last win in the regular season. We're going to wind up with 102 points. That's probably where we're at. Which is okay. I mean, I don't know. It, you felt like it could have been better the way things kind of t- tanked the last week or two here. Uh, three to one loss to Winnipeg Jets. Woo hoo 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 hoo. Tuesday, April 11th. Back to back situation. Mark Andre Fleury in that. And of course, Gustafsson was against the Blackhawks. So Fleury's had a couple of former teams like, yeah, we, we, we know who he played for. Um, the Wild only managed one goal. Kaprizov, gosh, he had multiple opportunities to have some highlight-level goals, but ended up finishing on this one. Uh, that was nice. Again, it was a beautiful kind of just getting the puck and finishing on a great kind of, almost like a backhand kind of move. It's basically what it was. Klingberg, despite his poor play, did get an assist there. Minus two in the game. Uh, it's too bad. Klingberg was a guy I was like, man, Klingberg, hell yes. You know, especially with the Dallas Stars at the time. Like, watch out for that guy. He is tough. You know, he's always one of the best. You know, and it's like, I, I guess not. Rossi played out there, and yep, he won some face-offs. Yay. That's kind of progress. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, yeah, he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't good either. Just, I don't know, just kind of a guy. He, he, which which one is he, you know? There he is out down there with Sam Steele and uh, Ryan Reeves at the moment. Wow. And I, again, I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but but uh, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it's kind of painful. Kind of sad. Uh, Matt Zuccarello had the save of the year on him. He had a goal. Like, a goal. And then Hellebuck was able to spin around and get his stick and, and a poke check, whatever the heck, you know, knock the, knock the, well, stick save is what it is, not a poke check. And make, again, probably the save of the season. If not, like, it, Top five for sure. I mean, that was a goal, you know. And then it wasn't a goal because Hellebuck made a hell of a save. He had a great game. Uh, 34 saves. The Winnipeg Jets are in the postseason. The National Predators are kaput. That was actually the Jets clinching the postseason, defeating the Minnesota Wild. They were playing for something. The Wild kind of weren't. Uh, Addison back to being scratched. No Brock Faber, unfortunately. Galagoski. At Nyquist, Baton, blah, blah, blah. Sunquist still out. So on and so forth. Um, we have options, us being the Minnesota Wild, of course. But, you know, um, unfortunately not every option is necessarily going to have you dancing on the clouds. would much rather have uh, Jewel Erickson back than uh, being super happy to have Steele out there. But uh, Steele might be out there anyway with the way the situation is. Guys being hurt or banged up or matchups or whatever. Steele's not a bad player. But, of course, he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth for an extended period during the course of the season, which has unfortunately not helped his cause at all. Injuries to uh, Sundquist still kind of, be still out, unfortunately. So, it is kind of what it is. Uh, quest. he looked a little gassed um, recently. Uh, yeah, he looked a little gassed in the Chicago game, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how he turns out, though. Um Probably just a longer, long shift at the time, too. But I'm sure, again, I mean, he's just kind of getting back out there playing full-time hockey again rather than, uh, you know, you know, practicing, practicing, practicing. Um, but kind of a weird, weird, weird week. 
Uh, the Wild managed one win out of no, two wins out of three. Two wins out of four. We did beat Chicago. Sorry. Felt like only one. But a couple of mad games and then the injuries and the cheap plays against uh, Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg. Uh, what what looked like incidental contact winds up being kind of like a, you know, a little bit of a scary situation. And a uh, again, uh, one game suspension for Ryan Hartman. But unfortunately, nothing of the sort coming the other way where uh, Marcus Johansson may have a rib injury. So... I don't know. It sucks. Hopefully Marcus Johansson is going to be okay. His chemistry with Boldy and Goudreau has been phenomenal. We need him. The good thing is I do think Nyquist would be able to fit in with that group. In fact, they have played together. He has played with, uh, ironically, Johansson, but I think he'd be able to work with Goudreau. And, yep, uh, actually, he played with uh, Goudreau, yeah, and Johansson. So I think it'll work out if need be, if uh, Johansson's not going to be able to play. But what rotten luck if that is the case because, you know, a couple of years ago, he got hurt before the playoffs. He was already disappointing at the time. Or this year, he's not been disappointing. Johansson has been to a point, I think, you, you almost want to bring him back. You know, obviously not a huge a huge expense, but see see what you can do type of thing. Maybe Nyquist, but who knows? Obviously, the cap crunch is what it is. We're right in the heart of it now, going into next season. We'll be in the heart of the cap crunch. It is crunching, folks. <laughs> it is a big one. Uh, and most of you already know that. Um, uh, Marcus Felino also had like a crazy moment as well, you know. Pull, you know, so I don't know. It's entertaining and everything. And he pulled the guy's helmet off like a gladiator and <laughs> Folino, Folino, like Maximus, Maximus. But are we entertained? Not really. Losing three to one to Winnipeg is, is kind of entertaining, I guess. I guess it's better than no game being on. But I don't know. Uh, Kaprizov was wonderful, I thought, but Hellebuck was wonderful too. Kaprizov was wonderful. Uh, he, he really was. He could have had a hat trick in this game. Some of the you know, opportunities he, well, some of the opportunities he created for himself were phenomenal. Uh, Zuccarillo could have scored easily, almost pretty much standing up in the final moments. But again, great save by Connor Hellebuck. With that said, the Player of the Week, the Mike McDonald Award winner of this week. Not the easiest thing ever. I thought it was going to be Ryan Hartman, and I still might go that way. I'm, I'm leaning that direction. Could be Marcus Johansson. It could be multiple players. Uh, it's not going to be a goalie this week. It could be Klingberg. No, it's not going to be Klingberg. It's just not. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Johansson and Hartman are going to bring it in this week. Johansson and Hartman will bring home the uh, Mike Madonna Award. They're going to share it this week couple of guys who, you know, had been uh, maligned at times, but man, I mean, they've been pretty good for this team for for a while now. The uh, James Shepard Memorial, right by the popcorn maker and all that cool stuff. Yep, that was an interesting bit that was brought to my attention. Is uh, John Klingberg, he didn't have a good week. He was he was rough out there. Yeah, he, he doesn't look too good. Hopefully, we're going to get some better play from him moving on. With that said, I've babbled enough here, but it was four games. And so this will probably be the last episode with four games on it, unless I'm just catching up to the postseason, as that's where we're heading now, into the postseason versus Dallas or Colorado. We'll come back right after this and talk about that. We'll talk about Nashville for about 10 seconds, I'm sure. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. The Milwaukee Bucks, 
the Boston Celtics, yeah. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus. <laughs> you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So, obviously, you got some exciting series coming up. And some series that maybe aren't as exciting as others. But, <laughs> obviously, uh, again, like, you got to think the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks are going to advance fairly early. And you can kind of bet on that as you go forward. Sometimes the first round is not as good as the second round, but that's part of the fun of it, I suppose. Betting on the Minnesota Timberwolves, especially when they take a lead, very, very slim. They're still fighting to get past OKC to get into the uh, into the NBA playoffs in general. Otherwise, the Lakers and Memphis, that could be a really interesting series coming up. Sacramento, Golden State got the Kings in six. Clippers and Phoenix got Phoenix in five. As long as Kevin Durant can stay freaking healthy. That would be nice. Uh, Denver versus Timberwolves or something. Wolves, actually, if the Wolves get past OKC, I think we could be a headache for Denver. Push them to six, at least. Atlanta, Boston, that's going to be a lot of fun, actually. Uh, Brooklyn and Philly. New York versus the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. That's going to be really good. And then the Bucks will be playing the Bulls or the Miami Heat in the first round. I think the Bucks would win comfortably in either of those two. Not because I'm trashing an eighth seed, but because... The Bucks are really, you know, they're really at the top of their game right now. We're looking at a, a, a nice green Eastern Conference Finals, I think, Bucks and Celtics. I think Phoenix is a pretty good chance to come out of the West as well with Kevin Durant now. The son of a gun can stay healthy. So that's kind of where I lean at the moment. Anyhow, download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. See show notes for details. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably not something you want to hear too much about now. It's Gover fans that are frustrated and, well, say Duluth Bulldogs and St. Cloud State Huskies, Mankato State Mavericks, Bemidji State Beaver fans, and uh, all that other good stuff. I know I'm forgetting somebody. I have to be, right? Yeah, Ma yeah. I said Mankato Mavericks, St. Cloud State Huskies, Duluth Bulldogs, Bemidji State Beavers, Minnesota Gophers. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the other teams are uh, fans are probably bored with the Gober talk. But, well, sorry. Well, and uh, uh, those of you that want to hear it, including myself, <laughs> when, 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 when I'm listening to other shows, it's, uh, yeah. Or mine for quality control, anyway. Gober talk is a, is, a, is a fun thing, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. Nashville Predators. Nashville Predators, one last meeting with these guys, and I'm probably banking on a loss. I'm not saying it because just to be a jackass or anything, I just don't think we're going to win. Um, it's funny, though. People back in the day used to be like, oh, you know, hockey, you know, hockey, making the playoffs is so easy. Yeah, you just beat like the, uh, you know, like at the time it was the Ottawa Senators and Sharks or something, you know, back in the day, because they were like the expansion teams. Just beat them a couple of times and you'll pretty much make it. Toronto Maple Leafs, because they were like fifth place a lot in that 
uh, Norris Division. The fourth place team made it. Yeah, those days are long gone. Like, look at Nashville. Ten games about 500. They're not going to make it. Pittsburgh might not make it. That type of deal. So it's kind of funny. Um, season is tied. Season series is tied with Nashville, but I do think they win the rubber match. Two to one Nashville on November the 15th, way back before uh, Thanksgiving there a bit. Uh, Sunday, February 19th, the Wild won. Pretty cool, 4-3 to three win. And then this is the rubber match in the final game of the regular season. Nationals 3-2 and two in their last five games. Of course, they were fighting for the playoffs, but now they're not going to make it. And the Wild 2-3 and three in our last five. Blah, blah, blah. Again, I'm not going to go over too many stats other than Soros. Nice season so far. Well, nice season generally. 2.69 goals against average. Save percentage right under 92. Two shutouts. Roman Josie with 59 points to lead the National Predators. Duchesne leads them with 22 goals. And Josie, again, with 41 assists. 41 assists. Assists, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, Nino Niederreiter, 28 points. But he got traded, right? Yeah. See, now I can mess around with this quick. He got traded to the, the Jets, yeah. So he'll be in the playoffs. 41 points for the Jets and Nashville Predators over the course of the season. Didn't really notice Nino Niederreiter, did I? No. But, but I mean, the guys, guys are in, guys are out. Uh, I don't know. It kind of is what it is. Eckholm is on the... Uh, so they'd kind of given up and then still almost made it. Kind of given up. I mean, because Eckholm was a, was a valuable defenseman. And he's helping uh, Edmonton possibly win the Western Conference. But then you have a team like Boston who's probably going to win the Stanley Cup. I don't know. But then again, those number one teams rarely do. That's the crazy part. So right now, if the season ended today, Winnipeg is going to Vegas. Good for Vegas. That They should win that. But I don't know. Edmonton, L.A., classic matchup. Late 80s, early 90s, Gretzky versus Edmonton, you know, when they were still, the, you know, yeah. Gretzky and Edmonton, uh, Gretzky versus Edmonton, pardon me. Colorado, Minnesota right now, with the way things are shaped up. Dallas and Seattle. This might end up being the matchup. It just might, but I don't know. Colorado's probably going to win the division. That's the thing. They're probably going to win the division, and then the Dallas Stars will be facing off against the Wild in the next few days, so to speak. Carolina, New York, New Jersey, versus the New York, uh, Carolina versus the Islanders, New Jersey versus the Rangers, so it's all, yep. <laughs> Tampa and Toronto, interesting, interesting. Florida, Florida going to Boston, looking to pull off the uh, huge upset, which you never know, but Florida has sucked in the playoffs forever. Ask Michael Russo, he'll probably tell you that, right? Except for that one magical season back in 96, which he, which we really enjoyed. That was in his very early days covering hockey. Um, really enjoyed that, I'm sure, going to the cup final, but or sacrificial lambs to a really good uh, Colorado team that was uh, that had just moved there and was determined to kick everyone's ass, and they did. Uh, Boston, point differential, goal differential, 127. That is off the flipping charts. They've won their last seven games. Um, they have one game remaining, 133 points. They are the number one seed. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to catch Boston for the number one seed. They're only 22 points behind, and Carolina's got 111 points, which is really good. New Jersey, 110 points, kind of like the Devils of old when they were really, really, really a huge threat. But definitely a different type of team, more of an offensive team that can play defense as well. 64-point differential, that's number two in the East. New Jersey has that. Uh, Pittsburgh is, it, they are out, right? Yeah, they're out. Florida officially has clinched. So Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, blah, 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 they're all out. Yep, um, Calgary's officially out, and I think that's the end of uh, Suter, yes. Daryl Sutter, not Sutter. What did I say that for? They've already played 82 games, and they're kaput. 93 points for the Calgary Flames. A massive disappointment. 
But also, again, back in the day, a 93-point season, and not even that long ago, didn't the Wild have 94 points when we were the sixth seed and went to the West Final? So, making the play, or, yeah, making the playoffs ain't what it used to be. It used to be kind of easy. Now it's not. It's actually an accomplishment to make the postseason. I mean, gosh, almost everybody has 100 points. Even Seattle. The Seattle freaking Kraken, who were a, a uh, what do you call it, a expansion team last year. Expansion team last year, 100-point season. Seattle Kraken, and they're the seventh seed with 100 points. Seventh seed. Do you realize that? Vegas expansion team in 2017 won to the, went to the cup final and almost won the darn thing. But Washington said, uh, nope, basically. Uh, 109 points right now holding on to the number one seed, but that could change, I believe. Yeah, they haven't officially clinched. Edmonton has won eight in a row. Eight in a row. We'll see if they can maintain that going into the play playoffs. Uh, undefeated in their last 10. In regulation, they did lose in a shootout, and unfortunately, or overtime or whatever, and in the playoffs, a loss is a loss. You ain't going to be getting any uh, point in the playoffs. <laughs> you lose, you lose. <laughs> you snooze, you lose, right? Um, tell that to whoever, losing in overtime. Tell that to the New York Islanders losing to Tampa, games like that. In that great, great, great series a few years back. <sighs> Winnipeg is for sure the eighth seed, so they will, well, uh, force Vegas and, and uh, so that's the one thing. It's tough to do an actual playoff preview when you're not 100% sure who's playing who, but I'm going to assume the Wild will be playing the Dallas Stars because Colorado has a chance to play two games. The maximum amount of points Dallas can have is 108. The maximum amount of points the uh, Colorado can have is 109. Interesting. So, yeah, Colorado wins two games. They're, they're ahead, and they win the division. Uh, Dallas, who are they even playing tonight? But, again, that is, you know, that's probably our opponent, but it's not necessarily necessarily uh, the case. Tonight they're playing the Blues, which they beat, who they beat recently. So, okay, that's interesting. Um, very interesting, to say the least. Blues, they can definitely beat them, and they did beat them 5-2 to two last night. So, we'll see what happens. Dallas is still hanging on to a possible division title. Colorado plays Winnipeg and Nashville, ironically. So, Nashville will be coming off a back-to-back -back type of thing. Not not necessarily playing for anything, except for pride and spoiler, spoiler and all that. Who knows? Maybe we will play the Colorado Avalanche. Either way, it's going to be a very... Jeez. It's going to be a... Very tough series with either club. I mean, is there any doubt? So that's the unfortunate fact of it all. It's going to be an insanely tough series, no matter who the Wild play uh, going forward with the, uh, you know, the, the, the Avalanche or the uh, Dallas Stars. So I'll kind of sort of look at them at the moment here as I kind of jump into this again. Um, I'll look a little bit at the prospects as well, just a little bit, mostly like tournaments in Silo, because they're all postseason just like us. And Iowa just is, you know, ugh. Iowa scores a goal a game now. And they lose every game 3-1, to 4-1 to one now. They're back to that crap again. So it was nice when we were actually winning games like that. Jason Robertson, Robertson 109 points on the year. Jeez. 109 points. He's actually already eclipsed a Kirill Kaprizov's career high last year. Um... It's nice when you can stay healthy. Toprizov might have had, a, well, he would have had 100 again, but Jason Robertson has become a bona fide superstar in the National Hockey League. 46 goals, 63 assists. Jamie Benn playing really well again, sorry. 33 goals and 44 assists. Joel Pawlowski, again, my goodness, an ageless wonder. 77 points for the for Joel, Joel, Joel Pawlowski, pardon me. Um, it's really been something. Uh, <laughs> It's, uh, 
Yeah, Bradley Tufty played there for a minute. He was at Duluth, three games. Good for him. Um, man, unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, what a run. Jamie, uh, what a run, though. I mean, the Stars, obviously, still a dangerous club, no matter how you look at them. Uh, where's Ryan Suter? Is he still alive? I think I'm going nuts. Um, how am I not seeing him? But <laughs> very shortly. There he's 22 points, three goals on the season. 81 games, though. Staying healthy all season. Good for him. Must be the uh, must be the Hy-Vee. Uh Yeah, it must be. Uh, Dallas is on a huge winning streak as well. Both teams are like, we're winning the division. Go away, Minnesota. It ain't going to be you. Ah, da, 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 da. Uh, Jake Ottinger. One of the best goalies ever and comes from the same, not best goalies ever, but one of the best goalies in the NHL. Maybe he will be one day one of the best ever. 2.41 goals against average. He's got a nice backup, too, in Scott Wedgwood. 2.72 goals against average with a shutout and a save percentage of 9.15. Where Jake Ottinger, 9.18, with four shutouts on the season. He could flat out win the series versus the Minnesota Wild, particularly if we're offensively challenged and all that and can't get the power play going if we're ever on the power play. That's the other thing. Um, Hiskinen, my goodness, just a few years ago, he was on my fantasy team as a young guy. Couldn't score a point for his life because he was just kind of getting going. 73 points. That's all. That's all you got to say. Again, that's a defenseman, of course. Lindbergh who? You know, John who? <laughs> yeah. Miro Hiskinen, that's all. That's all. I think he kind of took over that role. Um, but that's where we're standing there. Colorado Avalanche, if we're... So, oh, so fortunate to play the Colorado Avalanche. I can't wait. Yay. Uh, they lost 2-1 to one to Edmonton recently. And then beat Winnipeg. No, are playing Winnipeg tonight. And then Nashville Friday. So, anything could happen here. And I'll probably throw in a short show to preview an upcoming series and maybe do a little bit of overall prediction. It'll probably be a one-segment shot. We'll see. We'll see how things go. I'm also working on NFL uh, draft preview for Purple Mafia. Of course, that show has moved to Anchor, so to speak, as well. Anchor slash Spotify for podcasters, but it has not uh, debuted a show yet on that uh, on that uh, provider, whatever, podcast provider, podcast carrier, whatever the heck we call those nowadays. Uh, there's a term for it, but I'm blanking on it. Uh, Colorado was on quite a winning streak, but then they lost to Edmonton, who is hotter than hell. Nathan McKinnon, only 69 games, by the way. Not like Jason Robertson at 81. 69 games, 107 points. So he's actually even more productive in the time allotted. Um, Miko Ratnan reaches the 100-point uh, plateau. 54 goals on the season for Miko Ratnan. Slightly better than another Miko, but uh, yeah, he's he's better, okay? It's okay. It's okay. It's 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 it's, uh, it's not that big of an insult to say Miko Ratnan is better than Miko Koivu. It's really, really not, actually. Um, <laughs> 102 points, 54 goals, 48 assists. Gorgiev, the former New York Ranger, right? 2.53 goals against average with five shutouts on the season. Five. So some of his numbers are actually slightly better than Ottinger with uh, almost 92 save percentage, 91-9. And then Francois has been a pretty good backup as well. And, you know, only 16 games, though. I think they've used Gorgiev a little too much this year. A little bit. Uh, only 16 games for Francois. 2.6 Francois. 2.61 goals against average and a save percentage of 9.15, a lot like Wedgwood in Dallas, and a shutout. So kind of similar there. You're going to get a good backup. You're going to get a good starter um, in both teams. Ottinger's a little better. I think he's the best of the bunch, but Gorgiev's been really good for Colorado, to be fair. If you win a division championship and your goals against average isn't like north of three, you're, you're doing something right, I got to think. Um, 
Colorado's ever dangerous. There's this Kale McCarr guy. I almost forgot about him. Yeah, you know that guy. I don't know. Well, he did miss a significant amount of time this year, unfortunately. Still wound up with 66 points. He might have had 90 this year, the way he was going. But um, And then you have the young Alex Newhook, who's a nice playmaker, but also can score. In 80 games, 29 points. So not, you know, setting the world on fire or anything yet, but still doing well. Sam Girard, again, another New York Ranger uh, cast off. Yeah, needs no cast off, but a good, good player. I'm just saying that. Uh, another former New York Ranger, anyway, now on the uh, Colorado Avalanche with 30 points on the year. No, 36 points, 30 assists on the season. And Brad Hunt, Brad Hunt, formerly of, of who? Who? Yeah, the Wild. Uh, with four goals, five assists in 46 games. That'd be funny if Brad Hunt factored in something. You never know. Um, 46 games on the season, like I just said. Either team would be tough as hell to play. Part of me is almost kind of like bring on the Avalanche. Somehow I think we'd lose to the Stars in a series and that just forget about it. The Avalanche, maybe maybe we'd pull off something funny. I mean, maybe this is another one of those funny years where we beat the Avalanche in the playoffs again. Could happen. Dallas, I think, would beat us. I really do. I think Stars in six. If the Wild play the Dallas Stars. If the Wild play Colorado, I think there's a chance it's Minnesota in seven with another one of those miracle seventh game victories again. Or maybe even in six. But I think the Wild I think the Wild would pull off uh, uh, the upset versus Colorado. I have a sneaky feeling that we could do it. It wouldn't be easy. Of course not. But I, I think it's possible. Plus, again, well, <laughs> we're, we're on the road, and the Wild have never won a series <laughs> with home ice advantage, which is ridiculous. It's like the dumbest thing ever. I, I don't understand it. But um, we've had a, a, you know, all, all of our playoff success has been on the road in terms of a series, like losing a series um, by not having home ice advantage. We did actually win one series at home versus the St. Louis Blues back in 2015 when it was a six-game series. I remember thinking, this is unusual. We actually won a series in less than seven games and in our house. This is great. This is this is the year. We're going all the way. We're like a legitimate playoff team now. And then Chicago was up 3 nothing, like five minutes into the game. It's like, this is dumb. <laughs> And then they were up 3 nothing in the series, too, before we were even able to frickin', like, you know, start enjoying something. It's like, well, thanks, guys. Uh, great season. See you next year. Hey, hey, there's always next year. <laughs> I hate that so much. I hate that so much. I, I, I just can't deal with it. Anyhow, um, Minnesota in 6 or 7 versus Colorado. I will go with 7. Minnesota, uh, Dallas in 6, unfortunately. If the Stars play the Wild. That's just my, my guess. Maybe seven, but I'll go with six. You think I like saying that? I don't. Liam Ugrin's continuing to play super well over there. Uh, he actually got Player of the Week this week for MNW Prospects slash uh, Young Guns. Player of the Week. We voted him in there. Uh, 19 years of age, of course. He has been really good in the postseason. If I ever get there. Uh, yep. Ten games. Eleven points in the qualification. The qualification. I like saying that. Uh, six goals, five assists. Overall, strong, strong postseason for Liam Ugrin. Good for him, for sure. Uh, Danila Yurov. Not sure. Uh, thought I had something going here, and apparently not. Not sure what's happening. It's uh, it's uh, doing its thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. There. Yeah. He he's done. Eleven goals or eleven games, nothing, and a minus two. Uh, two penalty minutes and a minus two. Yep, he's done. Because I remember that was the same as last week. So that's the end of that. Obviously, college season is over. The Gophers are second place. Second.
place. Uh, the, minutes, the Iowa Wild, pardon me, score a goal a game nowadays, and it's depressing. It's great, but uh, Joe Hicketts, as mentioned by Derek, can kind of pretty much do everything. He has been uh, wonderful at the at the AHL level. 26 years of age, unfortunately, coming out of Kamloops, British Columbia, and he is a really nice AHL defenseman who probably, you know, is one of those guys who probably does deserve a crack at the NHL as a third-pairing guy. But either way, he's a phenomenal uh, AHL player. Can do a little bit of everything. Kind of a jack-of-all-trades, so to speak. Stephen Fogarty's been a really nice minor league guy. And he, unfortunately, age 29, coming out of uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Six-foot-three center. Big dude. Again, really nice minor league player. And kind of quad A, unfortunately, for him. Uh, Simon Johansson got his uh, second... Uh, well, excuse me. I don't think he scored. It was an assist. Yep. 14, 14 points now on the ever Samuel Johansson. He's been kind of quietly crawling up. He's kind of that underdog. He's, he's, he's the underdog Johansson. As there was Philip Johansson, of course, who was a uh, property of the Vancouver Canucks now in the wild. Got their compensatory pick last year, which I believe was... I don't remember. <laughs> uh, was that Hunter Haight? It was one of the two. I don't remember. I think it's Hunter Haight. I think so. No, it's either Hunter Hate or Rigger Lorenz, but I'm pretty sure it's Hate. It was a second-round pick because Vancouver was inferior to the Wild last year. Um, he's, yeah, uh, Michael Milne got his sixth goal. I know that. He was the one that scored the goal. Good for him. 12 points on the season at age 19. One of those uh, weird exception type of guys. Um, age 20, actually. That's stupid. I don't know why it's not adding up properly. That's really dumb. <laughs> stupid, but Iowa's stinking, and I don't think, yeah, they're not going anywhere now, and it's depressing. Jesper uh, Volstead, 2.7 goals against average, 17 and 15. Zane McIntyre, 2.9 goals against average, 16 and 12 on the year. Jesper um, Volstead's save percentage is just under 91, whereas Zane McIntyre's a uh, couple of points under 90. What the heck? So 89.8, unfortunately for him, point zero two, whatever the heck. Um, Rossi, again, now 18 career NHL games and one assist after a, another mediocre week, unfortunately, with a uh, well, mediocre couple of games anyway with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, it's depressing. It really is. I'm going to bounce around a little bit. Why did I close that? I'm mad at myself right now. Shoot. So I had to fix something quick here on the fly. But obviously, Merritt Huznadinov is a guy we want to keep up with um, forever. Obviously, you know, you know he's got a wonderful future with Minnesota. He can kind of be like... Uh, in a way, maybe a Russian version of uh, uh, Jules Erickson, that kind of sense. Not as big, though. But, uh, you know, good defensively, great skater. Uh, definitely has got something going on, some offense that's going to come around. Seven points in 14 playoff games in the KHL. This is the KHL, by the way. No minor league stuff. You know, it's the real thing. Um, he had a good season. He, he really did. Uh, one goal, six assists. So he's like a half a point a game guy in the playoffs. It's not like he's dominating, but, but pretty good. He's been good, and obviously a defensive player. And what is he, like 20? So, yeah, he's 20. <laughs> so, still got a lot of time to get better and better. So, that's the good news with uh, Merit Huznadinov coming forward. Nate Benoit, 7 points in 19 uh, USHL games with Waterloo. One of the cutest names ever, I guess. Uh, I don't know, I kind of clicked on him, but I accidentally did. Josh Pilar, yeah, he's not on the wild anymore, of course. So, we'll continue. Kyle Mostas as well, kind of a math playoffs. Four games, two points, but a great overall season. 65 points in 66 regular season games. 
Caden uh, Bankier, who I think has been even better in a lot of ways. Yeah, nine points in four games. Incredible. He Every week he's in like the, you know, he's one of the top two guys pretty much on MNW Prospect slash uh, Young Guns. Nine points, four goals, five assists in four playoff games for the Camelops Blazers. He's been absolutely sick. Uh, 85 points in 57 games. <laughs> okay, sorry. Jack Peart, they lost to the Gophers, of course, in the uh, Elite Eight of college hockey. Cam Loops. No, what am I talking about? Carson Lambos, anyway. That makes a little more sense. With a couple of assists in four playoff games. Last year he had eight assists in 15. So we'll see how that turns out. Hunter Hate. Nice, nice postseason so far for the Saginaw Spirit. Seven games, four goals. No, three goals, four assists. Seven points. Yep, so a point-a-game guy. For the Saginaw Spirit. Nice. Nice job for a super young guy. That's that's pretty impressive. Uh, Lorenz is on Denver, right? Yeah, he's on the... Yeah, so obviously they're long gone. They got beat in the first round. Nan Nan and Boo Boo. Healy is on the... Uh, is on Harvard. They lost in the first round as well. Blah, blah, blah. Two assists in four playoff games for the Sherbrooke Phoenix for David Spechik. Uh, so, that's something, I guess. Something to talk about, I guess. Uh, same thing for Petrovsky. Only two points in four playoff games for him. I believe that's where they're at. They, they're both, yeah, that's where they were at last week. So their seasons are over, respectively. And we'll see if they're able to join Iowa age-wise. They might have one more year in the juniors. Yeah, I think so. Yep, they're not going to be 20 until 24. So, nope. So they're going to be in the juniors for now, unfortunately. Yep, you got to be 20 years of age to get to the AHL. So that could be somebody like Lambos and stuff like that. I could play AHL hockey next year. Caden uh, Bank here, Kyle Masters. It's going to be real interesting how they adjust to the next level. Yeah, they are 20, 20 years of age. Uh, happy birthday this past week, Kyle Masters. April 9th. Yep, I remember seeing that. So, happy 20th birthday, Kyle. We'll see you with Iowa shortly. Shortly. Yeah, that could help maybe get that roster going. Banker turned uh, 20 way back in late January. So, again, yep, we'll see him with Iowa next year, God willing. Unless he decides to play in the KHL or something. I don't know. <laughs> People do crazy things because they're like, I don't want to play for the Wild. Eh, I don't see any openings. If you play center, I think you have a pretty good chance. So go for it, Kyle. Go for it. <laughs> go for it, Mr. Kyle. Uh, not Kyle. Caden. Caden. Kyle's a defenseman, uh, of course. So, yeah. Anyhow, I'll get off that immediately. And we'll come back for some fan interaction right after this. back here on Brave the Wild to talk to you, the fans out there, fan interaction and such, uh, at Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild. Maybe we'll throw in some gopher conversation and all that. So again, like I was saying, congratulations to Quinnipiac and all that, partially mostly for Hartford Whalers fans, though. That's mostly what I was talking about, and I remember nobody liked the tweet when I tweeted out my Hartford Whalers hat saying, I'm happy for those fans. See, Hartford Whalers fans that were probably rooting for Quinnipiac. That was my point uh, with that. And it looks like I have a Tom Hayen lightning round to go with the Derek Felska lightning round. All right. This is going to be a fun show, guys. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thunderstorm today. <laughs> yep, now I'm going to get that sound right here going. Holy cow, this is a real 
lightning round. It's going to be fun. It's uh, going to be a big boy. Okay, so, oh, it's even more. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Um, wow, okay, I think I got it caught up now. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Ah, and Derek brought back the, the poll. All right, and I continue to not bring the polls, so I suck. Derek does not. Um, yeah, we'll come to that poll very shortly. Joey sucks. Derek rocks. Uh, Minnesota Wild episode 319. Covers lose title game to Quinnipiac. So here's a quick shout out to Hartford Whalers fans who were cheering for Quinnipiac. Yes, Brass Bonanza. Yep. Go, go Whalers, damn it. I love the Whalers. So maybe that's why I kind of like cheer for Quinnipiac a little. No, I mean, in the past, not not in, not in against the Gophers. Uh, no. Oh, so somebody clicked like on it. Who was it? Who was it? Somebody did click like. Uh, come on, it doesn't show Derek. Okay, it was Derek. I, I thought he didn't. Okay, yeah. Long live the whale, but Quinnipiac, nah. Yeah, I, I understand. I, yep, I understand. I understand. Hartford was definitely the more likable team than Quinnipiac. I mean, Quinnip Hartford did win a playoff series once, you know. They did win a playoff series once. Who, who did they beat? I think it was Montreal uh, in, the, in the 80s sometime, which was cool. They won a playoff series once. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I also tweeted out how, yeah, I mean, he... Uh, Judd Zelgad was, you know, saying how it was the, one of the, it was like one of the great chokes of all time, the way the, the Gophers couldn't finish that off, and I agree, the way they just kind of went in a shell. So we're going to jump right up to Derek Felska's uh, poll here, and I'm going to retweet it because it's got a couple days left, and make sure that you also, uh, yep, get in touch with Derek on his uh, show as well, hashtag Grease Podcast. Of course, for this one, hashtag BDWMN, hashtag BDWMN. So, yep, we, we both kind of do our shows the same way, in, in a sense of we do the hashtag deal. That way, everything can kind of be put in a column, which is really nice. That way, we can just, boom, and it's all in chronological order instead of, you know, blown up all over the place. So, it's really cool. Here's the Derek Krelska pool. So, Crease Podcast is going to be recording on the weekend where they will be previewing the postseason. I'm 99.999% sure. Or talking about how we uh, have too many injuries, but no, that too, right? Considering the wild roster... Injury to Erickson Eck, how this team is playing right now, etc. How far do you expect the Minnesota Wild to go in the playoffs? Please, Crease Podcast. And yes, I did retweet it. Gosh, I'm that late? I feel like a jerk. I'm really sorry, Derek. 
April 9th, where, what the heck, where, where was I? It's probably just lulling and self-pity because the Gophers lost. I'm sorry, Derek, I really am. One and done, second round, conference finals, Stanley Cup finals. <sighs> There's a really good chance this is one and done, but um, I'm going to step out in, uh, just in faith and put second round. Yeah, one and done is the leader and probably going to win. I went with one and done. That finished in second place. So, uh, yeah, pretty much it went exactly the way you'd expect it to in terms of, like, yeah, <laughs> Stanley Cup Finals being the weakest. So one and done finishes in first, or is in first right now, and it's going to probably stay there. 48.4, second round 30.5, conference finals 12.6, Stanley Cup finale 8.4. Very optimistic fans of that 8.4, but you never know. I went with second round just hoping maybe we're going to pull off an upset versus Colorado. After that, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Derek uh, continues. The Derek Felska lightning round hath returneth. Did, uh. And we are ready to rock and roll with that. <laughs> Derek says, who do you think looked more alarming with the way they played? Galen Anderson or Marco Rossi? That's a good one. Yeah, they both sucked. They both sucked, eh? Uh, both. No, I'm kidding. Um... Jeez, you know? Jeez. Huh. In terms of how Rossi was playing in the AHL, I guess Rossi in a lot of ways, but I don't... I, Addison was frightening, though. I, I, I think there's no chance he's back now. Now I think he's, he's kaput. I think he's gone for sure. The crappy part is how what's his trade value going to be like, but... Jeez. Uh, this is tough. This is actually tougher than I thought, because that's a good question, because they both were terrible. Addison looked kind of like, yeah, I, I, I guess. I'm going to go with Addison for now. I'm going to lean Addison for now, yes. Um, he just kind of was like, oh, okay, okay, I had the puck. I Okay, oh, uh, I guess, whatever, whatever. But supposedly his attitude's been super good behind the scenes, according to Bill Guerin on, Bar uh, was it Barrero or PA? It was one of the two last week. Um, Derek Felska's lightning round continues. Are the Wild too blazing right now, and will they be able to refocus for the playoffs, or is this simply a team whose chemistry is shattered by the loss of Eriksson Ek? It's not good. It's definitely not been good. Um, I think they uh, find... Uh, Eric, if and Ek isn't going to play, I should have just put one and one. If he's not going to be able to even play in the first round, eh, he probably isn't, is he? <sighs> Crap, I should have just put one and done. Uh yeah, I think we're in trouble. I I do. I I do. It's like you look good for a little bit, but and you got Steel and Steel's Steel's, you know, he's a grinder and this and that, but he's not Eric Tanek at all. He's just not. Um he's the second most important player, uh, skater per se for the Minnesota Wild. It's like Kaprizov, Gustafson, Eric Tanek. You know, and watch them put Flurry in game one too, and then we'd lose like four to one again like every other damn game lately. The uh, lightning round continues. The Minnesota Wild, this is Derek Felska, of course. The Minnesota Wild have been fighting more in the last few games than we've seen in the last 20 prior to it. Is this just chippy teams, or is the team trying to send a message for the postseason that we won't be pushed around all of the North Stars and Boston Brawl? Ooh, uh, I'd like to believe that, because we did get pushed around every damn year, seemed like, by the St. Louis's and stuff, and I don't know. It's kind of a combination of both. Obviously, you know, like Winnipeg is chippy. Uh, you know, they are. Pittsburgh was a little bit. 
a little bit, not really. Like Chicago, obviously, they're kind of just, you know, trying to make a name for themselves, some of those guys. Um, I'm sure we're trying to send a message, yeah. I will say, yes, we're trying to send a message, but I'm not sure how, how good our message is going to be received long term. Morty says, I remember the Boston Brawl. Cool. Yeah, that's way back in the day, wasn't it? I wish I got to see it live somehow in a way or on the news or however the situation was at the time, but live would have been great. Um, Derek Felska continues, says, you recently pointed out there was an actor in an episode of Matlock named Michael Russo. But, yep, that was, isn't that cool? Well, yep, he was like a young Italian kind of a goon, basically. He worked for a, 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 a mob boss named, are you ready, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, you mean the Bears quarterback? The, the, the Denver Broncos quarterback? Yeah, so now we're bringing Jay Cutler in the mix. Okay, well, Jay Cutler, the quarterback, didn't exist yet. He was just probably a little kid at the time or whatever, because this was circa 91, I think, the episode. Yes, I'm a Matlock fan. Yes, I am a very old head, old heart, whatever, old soul. Um, okay, anyhow, what Minnesota Wild would you think would make a great cameo on a mystery police, uh, mystery or police TV series? Ooh, that's cool. Uh, I'm strongly leaning towards a certain guy. Let me think for three seconds here first if there's a better one. Marcus Foligno. Absolutely, Marcus Valino. Marcus Valino, for sure. He could be like a tough guy, you know, like maybe a tough good guy or a tough bad guy uh, on either side. But, but yeah, kind of like that Michael Russo guy. He was a big kind of a tough, like he was a, he was like one of the tough kind of goon guys, like a young Italian, dark hair guy. Yeah, I was like, yeah, hey, 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 hey. He's, I told you to stay in the hotel or she's dead. He was, he was that kind of guy. You know, and um, he was a bad guy, unfortunately. Um, yep, I could see Felino playing uh, either a good, tough, or a bad, tough guy. Because there was a good, tough guy in the in a recent Malik episode that I just watched. Mr. Awesome was like a nickname for him <laughs> by a little kid that admired him. Um, maybe that's going to be Marcus Felino, Mr. Awesome. So, <laughs> yep, that's a good question. That's fun. That was a fun one. Yeah, Marcus Felino. Anyhow, it's, it is him. <laughs> Derek Felska says... Oh, here we go. In the SNES Classic Game F-Zero, what was your favorite racing ship? Uh-oh, you're, you're going to hate me. I, you're going to hate me. I have I know the game, or I've, I know of the game really well, and I played it a little bit, but I didn't get into it as much. Because <clears throat> I, I wasn't as much into racing games. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like a dork. I feel like a dork. Uh, which uh, Minnesota Wild players do you think would match one of the four ships to choose from in the game? Oh, shoot. I feel like a jerk right now. Oh, I may have to get back to that one. Uh, you can, yeah, so, I mean, thank God for emulators. I probably have it on something. So, I may have to get back to you on that one. You can always rehash that question again in the future. Because um, I think I should, yeah, I should probably play the game more first. I, I didn't get as much into that one. So, I, uh, so I feel bad about that. I, I do. <laughs> um... Uh, and I know it's a very, very well-known game, and I, I remember, I, I can see it right now, I can see it, but I, I wasn't as into it as the, some, of, some of the other classics. Uh, the round continues, what odds would you give for the Minnesota Wild to advance beyond the first round of the NHL playoffs? Recently, just minute, a couple minutes ago, I was talking about, I think the Wild could pull off an upset versus Colorado. I think they can. I think the Wild can pull off an upset versus Colorado, but I do think it hinges on Erickson X hell, uh, Erickson Eck possibly coming back or somebody else majorly stepping up and then Erickson Eck hopefully coming back for round two. But um, 
what odds? Probably like three to one. Like, like yeah, we're the one, of course. Like a 33% chance, basically, if you get the idea. Uh, advancing past the first round. Some, something like that. And I don't think it's like one in a million or anything crazy like that. Um, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. Let me check something real quick. Just want to make sure there's nothing thrown in there that's... Uh, okay, yeah, these are all hashtags, so that'll work. Just want to make sure. Yeah, very busy one. I'll keep going. Yep, Jay Bushy. And yeah, thank you very much, Terry. That was a great lightning round. I think a little bit more coming up as well. There was a couple extras popping up here. Jay Bushy. Awesome. Awesome to hear from you. And again, uh, yep, congratulations to your, your nephew going to the ECHL for the uh, uh, <coughs> Kalamazoo Wings. Jay says, I just hope they could come out of tomorrow's game healthy. Yeah, really, though. The last few games have been scary. In my opinion, Pionk should have been suspended. Do you think we see X sooner or later? I'm believing sooner. I think he's a tough I think he's a tough character who can uh, as as long as it's one of those like pain threshold type things, I think it's going to be sooner. As long as it's not like an actual, you know, as long as it's not like an act, like 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 an actual type of thing that has to heal first, like a like a broken bone has to heal, obviously. But um, but he didn't break a bone. At least I don't think so. I guess you never know. It's pro- uh, it sounds like a pain threshold type of thing with him. So I'm thinking sooner. The only problem is how mobile will he be? So because <clears throat> he's going to have to have some mobility, he can't just go out there and like limp around basically. So it's um, I agree with you on him being suspended. Yes, just I mean if, if uh, Ryan Harmon gets suspended, why not Pionk? So that was some bull crap. And, of course, uh, Eck was that, uh, <clears throat> it was a week ago today, basically, we lost to Pittsburgh. So, week-to-week type of thing. Luckily, he's had some time for it to heal a bit, so hopefully the pain will go down a bit and uh, some of that gingerness will drop. Uh, Emin Johan, welcome back, says, uh, how much will our forwards be able to expose Suter on the forecheck? Hopefully, hopefully quite a bit, because, <laughs> yeah, he, he's not had a good year, honestly. Um and I remember even a year ago, Derek was kind of chuckling about it, like, ah, we saw some age out of Ryan Suter this past year. We were laughing about it uh, around that July 4th State of the Wild episode. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think there's a pretty good chance of the Wild. Yeah, I mean, we can beat Dallas. I shouldn't get too cocky about it. It's just that uh, there are some really, really, really good players, though, some really good veterans and some really good young players uh, like Heskanen and Robertson. Holy crap. So I don't know. But Suter, who Suter, hopefully is a guy that then the Wild can uh, expose a bit. Good question there, uh, Derek Felska, and of course, good question by Jay Bushy too. Uh, Derek Felska says, "Who do you got in a fight, Rick Bonus or Dean Evison? Dean Evison for sure. <laughs> Dean Evison looks like a pro out there every day. Yeah, it's Dean Evison, right? Um, yep. Kemper Cougar says, Dean. I saw a picture of uh, a picture of a picture of him in a picture in jeans." And a T-shirt. The dude is ripped. Uh, Derek Velska says Dean didn't look like the least bit scared of the, that challenge. No, he didn't. And those eyes could those eyes could kill somebody. He looks like you know he looks like sometimes with those eyes. Do you remember uh, Judge Doom in Who Framed Roger Rabbit <clears throat> with those eyes? Yeah. Remember me, Eddie? When I killed your brother, I talked just like this, and then daggers came out of his eyes. Yeah, that's Dean Evison. <laughs> yeah, creepy, right? Very. Yep, Dean. Dean wins. Dean is the Mike Tyson. Tom Hayen, lightning round, hath returned.
It's a thunderstorm, and let's get to work, huh? Let's get to work, Brave the Wild. <laughs> of This is Tom Hayen, of course, of the eight playoff teams in the West. The Minnesota Wild is by far the team that is playing the most uninspiring hockey of late. Yep. Will we undoubtedly hear that everybody is 0-0 zero and zero when the everybody's zero and zero when the playoffs start from the boys at Bally's when game one starts? Um, yes, we will undoubtedly hear that. <laughs> it's a clean slate. Yeah, it's a clean slate. No, none of that matters now. And on the radio, like Kevin Fallness, I could just hear him saying that, oh, this 7-1 game, just flush this one out. Yeah, you just flush out a 7-1 loss to the Dallas Stars. Remember those games? Like when Kemper was getting roasted or whoever else, just flush this one out. We'll move on to the next game. You want to flush it out. You want to. But maybe we maybe we just weren't good right then. You know? <laughs> wow. Huh. Ottinger got beat. That was Ottinger, right? Yep. No, that was Wedgwood. Okay. Anyhow, sorry I'm... Sorry, sorry, I, I had to see something. But yeah, they're going to say that. Yep, you, you got <laughs> Tell me, it says, when does Boldy revert back to passive Boldy when hashtag caller returns to the lineup? The numbers are hard to argue with. <clears throat> it is true. I'm believing he won't. Or no, why does Boldy revert back to passive Boldy? Yeah, you're right. It is kind of weird. It's like a mental thing, isn't it? <clears throat> I've seen it say like this one guy takes over as anchor on the bowling team because the star player... Uh, wasn't there or something, and then the star player comes back, and then he wasn't. He's just not as good for whatever reason because he's not the anchor anymore. He's back to being the number two or number three like leader of the team, so to speak, an anchor. Because the anchor in bowling plays the fifth frame and the tenth frame when it's like the game on the line. Like the fifth is right in the middle, and the tenth is like the end. Ooh, you gotta get that spare or three strikes or something, whatever the heck, or two strikes and it's yeah, whatever. Um, so yep, it's 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 a mental block. That, that's what it is for me. It, uh, why does that kind of thing happen? I wish it's not the case. I want to see Boldy to become that 30-goal scorer and stay that guy because really 30-goal Boldy is more like a 40-goal Boldy because it was in such a short stretch of time he was able to accomplish all that. But I suppose that's why it's a full season because stupid things happen during the course of the year. Tom Hay and Lightning Round continues. Yes, sir. I just love putting those things in the same sentence. I do. It is awesome. Just like a Derek Felska Lightning Round. You guys are pillars to the show, and I'm not kidding. Um, is the percent chance 1% or lower that Addison is with a big club when October rolls around? It, it is. It is like 1% or lower. Yeah. I, I don't think he's coming back, and it's too bad. Um, it's too bad. He, he really was kind of Garen's guy, and then all of a sudden, as the year progressed... Not so much. And I don't know. It's like he didn't kind of... <clears throat> I can see what they were frustrated with. The poor... Just the poor, weak defense. Just weak. Weak defensively. A little bit of offense, but it's not like elite. He's not this spectacular offensive player. Maybe like Klingberg was at Dallas uh, when he was rolling. And the Stars were good. And they were beating us in the first round of the playoffs in 2016. With Suter getting a hat trick in one of those. No, he had a game-winning goal against them. That's all it was and kept the Wild alive in that series for a short stretch. It was cool. Um, <clears throat> it was a game-winning goal in OT uh, by Suter, and so on and so forth. But, yeah, I mean, a Addison doesn't provide that elite offense. Up oh, there's John Klingberg. Yep, 58 points, 2015-2016 for the Dallas Stars. Uh, and then, yep, Heskin in 73. Um, he's number one all-time for the Stars in a single season for a defenseman. So, yeah, another reason to be scared of the Stars. But <clears throat> exactly, though, but like with Klingberg with his 58 points with the Stars, um, 
you know, that's not Edison, unfortunately. He's like a 28-29 point guy. Um, so we'll continue there. Tom Hayen, lightning round continues. Hypothetically, if Dino goes with Marc-Andre Fleury in game one, which he should not do. Yep, capital letters, I agree. Will he give him the same leash that he was given last year? Um, no chance. No chance. Like, l- last year, Talbot was pretty bad until Fleury got here, or right before Fleury got here, when the rumors started swirling. So Talbot had kind of hurt himself. Um, Phil Gustafson is an all-star goalie right now. Phil Gustafson, to me, is an all-star goalie. All-star caliber, at the very least, but I, I think he's an all-star. Um... And Dean, please don't go with Marc-Andre Fleury in Game 1. Please don't. Um, if you want to win the series, it's got to be Gustafson. Mark, Marc-Andre Fleury has had some good moments, but overall, uh, he's, 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 he's average. He is an average goalie. So um, I, I don't think Dean Everson will give Marc-Andre Fleury the same leash he did last year. No, because this time you have an all-star goalie behind him. If we do go that way, uh, the Gustafson might start as soon as Game 2 or 3 at the absolute latest. Um, Brian Herrera shared, uh, my little, uh, uh, he shared my, uh, what do they call that bat signal and says, who do you see the wild pushing past the first round? And who do you think will be the unexpected hero? Um, I see the wild beating Colorado more likely than beating Dallas, which most people listening are probably like, really? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, Colorado is more likely to get to choke in the first round. I think than Dallas, believe it or not. Dallas might have a little bit of playoff run in them. They might get to the conference final this year. They probably won't win it. I don't think they're going to any cup final or anything crazy like that. It's probably going to be Edmonton or Vegas. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I think we're more likely to beat Colorado than them. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> Unexpected hero, like I was saying. Yeah, like last week I was leading towards Connor DeWer, and I'm still leading that way. He, he's he's kind of the closest thing to Erickson Eck on the current roster, I think. I see him as that kind of like a, obviously a smaller, much less version, but he still, he, he can play. There's a reason why he stayed in the NHL all year, where Sam Steele got, you know, he didn't he didn't get sent down or anything, but he got, uh, you know, he got uh, scratched for an extended period off and on during the course of the season. So, it's it's Connor DeWer, absolutely. <clears throat> Tom Hand continues, what in the name of Jason Pominville is wrong with Zuccarillo? Again, like mental block and such. Suppose I mean, he might even be hurt. Who knows? But we don't know what it is. Obviously, none of us do. But, you know, how guys take pucks off of this and take pucks off of that. Who knows? Maybe his wrist hurts. Who knows? But he's certainly been bad, uh, generally speaking. Uh, the, the goal that he did not score, though, was a spectacular save by Hellebuck, to be fair. So there's that. Um, he's, yeah. It's some kind of weird mental block, though, and it's stupid. Tom Hayen says, is professional basketball the worst sport ever invented? Uh, no, but I think the endless, I think the way they prolong injuries and have to trash talk each other every five minutes, it gets it gets annoying and complain about every freaking foul. So it's not the worst sport ever invented, but it's become, <clears throat> the NBA itself has become a, uh, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a clown show in terms of that. Not, you know, because, you know, in, in terms of the, the attitude of certain players and, of course, the, you know, say in ACL and hockey, a guy might be back in 9 to 12 months. In basketball, you're lucky if he's back in two years, like 24 months. That's, it's ridiculous. So that's kind of where I lean with that. Uh, Tom Hayen, landing round continues. For hockey fans around the globe, what will be the more glorious event? 
the weed the weeds losing in the in the opening round or the flies not even getting to the Eastern Conference Finals the weeds the weeds losing in the opening round is that the uh, hmm some of the nicknames are <laughs> funny let me see uh, I'm gonna jump around I'm not gonna jump around I'm gonna go back I'm gonna go to the uh, <clears throat> man I wish I could get the frog out of my throat it's annoying are you thinking about the Bruins, the, the the weeds, or is that the Seattle's Kraken? Yeah, but because they're probably yeah, Seattle's not going to get out of the first round. I doubt it. They're playing either Colorado or Dallas. They're the recipient of the other team that the Wild will not play in the first round. So the weeds. Let me see. Who are the weeds? Oh, the Maple Leafs. That's who he means. He's, that's got to be who he means. Yep, losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, good luck. You got Tampa Bay in the first round. <laughs> That's got to be what he means. The weeds, that was the leaf. Yep, it kind of it kind of does look like a marijuana leaf a little bit. Yep. <laughs> what was the other one? The flies. Ah, uh, who are the flies though? Columbus Blue Jackets. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they used to have like a look like a bee or whatever on there. Um, who are the flies? It's not the flyers. So let me see. I'm gonna read that one. The weeds losing in the yep for hockey fans around the world yeah because yeah because yeah Tampa's probably gonna beat they probably are gonna beat the weeds the uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs the flies not not even getting to the Eastern Conference Finals that's gotta be the Bruins yeah because yeah it's gotta be what he means um, yeah I mean probably probably the Bruins not getting to the Eastern Conference Finals yeah because basically Tom Haynes like Tampa's gonna win that that bracket basically. They're going to win that part. Uh, they're going to win that bracket. And I don't disagree with that. They probably are. <laughs> or there's a pretty good chance anyway. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure it'll be glorious for a lot of fans to see Boston lose. But I don't mind them. I, I don't mind Boston. A lot of people hate them. And, you know, Toronto, obviously, there's a lot of dislike there as well. Um, so it's kind of like equal for me, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for having a, an opinion on Tampa getting to the East Finals again. There's a pretty good chance they will. So we'll see how that goes. Um, in regards to the flies, who is more despised, Brad Marchand, or yeah, that's definitely the um, <clears throat> that is definitely the Boston Bruins. Uh, Brad Marchand, yeah, because he's nuts and he's and he's weird and I don't know. Uh, Jay Bushy simply says both. Yep. So that's the flies. Where, where do you come up with flies with that one? I wonder. Huh. I don't know. Well, they're good either way. Um, Tom Hayen continues saying. Will the NHL ever gain foresight to blow up the current playoff format? Uh, yeah, and revert back to the one versus eight. Yeah, yeah. With reseeding after each round, or is that just too darn difficult for Gary and the boys? I think they I, I think they will. I think they will. I think it's a good idea. Because that way you're not stuck playing the same team every damn year. The Blackhawks, the, the Blackhawks and the Avalanche. The Avalanche and the Blackhawks. The Stars and the Blackhawks and the Avalanche. You know, but obviously not the Blackhawks now, but years ago. Yeah, so... I, I, I can understand that how that can get old. That way we can maybe play Edmonton. We can maybe play Vegas. We could play Seattle. You know, whatever. That's kind of fun, playing a different team. <clears throat> you advance, and now you're playing Calgary. Whatever. Just making stuff up as I go. But I think they will at some point. I think that's a and it would be a very wise decision. Um, Brad Ratkin says, let's go 116. Um, Tom Hans says, can't, not unless you blow up the entire schedule. Got to have overload scheduling if you have... If you're going to have decisions. Yeah, I think 116 is a little bit too out there as well. I'm totally fine with the one for eight per conference. And then the rescheduling. Yeah, because um, 
Yeah, so you have the number six seed wins, and they're the only upset, and so they're the weakest, uh, they're the lowest number remaining, then they play the number one seed. That's how it reschedules. And then the two middle teams play each other after that, or on the other side, whatever the heck. Uh, Tom Hayne again, yep, rolling and rolling and rolling. Woo, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy in a good way, though. I like it. Tom, you're, you're awesome. Uh, speaking of Batman, he has now been commissioner for 30 years. When in the when in the crime in Italy is he gonna <laughs> is he gonna be is there gonna be some new blood with fresh ideas and still into that position? No idea with that one. No idea with that one. Uh, some uh, sometimes once in a while he does make a good decision on something. I think this ESPN Plus thing has been pretty good for the most part. Maybe not everybody's a fan. I like it for the most part. It's it seems more accessible to me. Uh, cool seeing New Jersey with the green uh, breezers, actually. I'm seeing that in the background right now. That looks cool. Um, but no, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's probably not going to be for a while, unfortunately. Tom Hayen, lightning round continues. The rest of the way will be Tom Hayen. Actually, there might be somebody jumping in on one of his comments up and coming. Where are we? Okay, during the entire opening round, since local broadcasts are allowed, what is the over-under on the number of times Walls uses the I or me during the entire length of the series? Uh, over-under, huh? Like, oh, back when, you know, when, when I played, when, see, for, for me, this, and, yeah, I can see Wes Walls saying that. Over-under in the opening round, huh? We'll say eight times. Ooh, we'll say eight times. Over-under. Yeah, that's my guess there. <laughs> Under any non-injury-related circumstance, would Dino put Faber into the lineup in the tournament? I think so. I think there's a possibility. I, I, I got to believe so, especially considering, you know, the John Merrills of the world aren't inspiring anybody. Uh, even Kling, you know, Klingberg's been kind of kind of weird out there. It's like there is an offensive punch, but it's certainly not what it used to be. So you never know. Uh, Addison's not going to probably play a single minute in the playoffs, which is sad, but true, because he looks terrible. He looks like a, like, a, like a minor league defenseman right now with a little bit of offensive capability. I think there is a chance Faber is going to get in the lineup because there's something there. Uh, there it is. Yep. Uh, Klingberg is referred to as power play specialist. First, who gave him that moniker? And second, has that person been slapped in the head yet? Um, who gave him the moniker? Mm, well, it must be the Dallas Stars long ago. I don't know, but <laughs> otherwise, well, like locally here, probably Dean Evason. Uh, probably Dean Evason. He's a specialist for the power play. Uh, <laughs> and he may have been slapped in the head behind the scenes uh, during during a uh, during like maybe a big goal or a win. How Dean Evison does all that stuff, so maybe someone slapped him uh, in return. Considering how Dino rode MAF until the series was basically over a year ago, would a similar decision in this year? What, excuse me. Would a similar decision this year warrant grumbling of Dino's dismissal? Yes. Yes. Yep. I, I think that could that could cost him his job. Like if the if they uh, just stick with Flurry, if they put Flurry in, uh, he puts Flurry in and sticks with him, um, and we lose a series in like five games. I think he's in trouble. I think he's in big trouble actually. Salary cap crunch or not, Jay Bushy says I don't think he'd do that this year, and I, I hope not. Uh, Tom Hayen says didn't think he would have done it last year. Brian Herrera responds with honestly, Talbot absolutely sucked against St. Louis when he was here. And MAF wasn't as bad. Interesting. Yep. Interesting back and forth there. One last comment or tweet or whatever. Tom Hayen wrapping up fan interaction with 
What the hell was Moscow thinking during the NCAA title game last Saturday? Horrific game plan. Yeah, take a time, you know, once we get the small lead, just kind of sit back and take the puck and eat the puck and eat the puck and eat the puck and, you know, just get slapped in the, you know, yeah, just getting, you know, the puck getting slapped around at you all day, firing a firing squad. It's like the hope was maybe like our defensemen are phenomenal, our goalie's really good, Justin Close, you know, Faber, guys like that, Lacombe another great defensive and on the Gophers would just finish him off, you know, but unfortunately, you know, to just sit back and, and not initiate anything when you have a front line like that, that's been boasted nonstop all season for, for, for good reason. And you don't use it and you don't use it when you could, you, you score one more effing goal and you win one more effing goal and you win. Guess what? That goal never came because you refused to initiate. So, Great take, Tommy, in there. It was horseshit. Yeah. I don't like to swear too much on the show, but it was horseshit. It really was. Um, oh, it made me very mad. So that's kind of where I stand. It was a very horrific game plan. But uh, Tommy and Jay Bushy, Brian Herrera, Morty, of course, Derek Felska. Oh, my goodness. Awesome fan interaction. <laughs> that was that was a blast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Yep, um, and Johan. Yep, you as well. Thank you so much. Yep, yep, and Johan as well. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That really was. Thank you so much for the awesome fan interaction. Looking forward to the postseason. Uh, I'm going to give some shout-outs and wrap it up. It's my, my clock is ticking here right now, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> it just is what it is. Uh, major shout-out, MNW Young Guns. Or, yep, MNW Prospects slash Young Guns. Great page, of course, keeping up with the rookies. Uh, it was a Twitter account, Facebook page. Look them up, interact. Uh, Pavel Bonnet, who created the Brave the Wild logo. Just beautiful, beautiful logo. Uh, Pavel Bonnet coming out of Chechia. Um, <clears throat> Justin Baki, Duluth. Duluth Bulldogs uh, lore. Brandon Quas coming out of Wisconsin. Just doing an unbelievable job keeping up with all the, the prospects on the wild, in the juniors, in college overseas, blah 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 do an amazing job when we have a Player of the Week. And Pavel Bonnet also does a Minnesota Wild Player of the Week for Minnesota Wild Global. That's Scott Cavendish. Great job there. Great Facebook page. Kathy Mayne, Chad Walski, David Abraham, David and Chance Kostick, Michael Feck. You could go on and on. Great page and great conversation all the time for the Minnesota Wild. Also, Patrick Turner does a very similar page coming in out of Florida. Minnesota Wild Nation. Minnesota Wild Nation. Give both of those a follow and interact and conversate and talk Minnesota Wild. They're highly recommended. Thank everybody so much for your interaction with the show. Uh, tell your friends about it. Um, yep, tell, yeah, tell your friends about it. Give a positive rating on Apple Podcasts or other uh, podcasts that allow you to put a positive review for the show. Those of you that already have, thank you so much. Anybody else, please do jump in and help the show. It makes the show more attractive to potential listeners. And again, do tell your friends about the show if you could as well. Um, yeah, shout out to uh, shout out all over the place. <laughs> shout out to uh, Locked On Wild as well. Yep, obviously there. Um, again, just uh, thank you, thank you everybody so much for uh, being great friends. Big shout outs to the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, Devil's State of Mind. Yep, that was one that definitely deserves it. Uh, they have been you know very nice with retweeting and such. Uh, Vince Germano retweets the show all the time coming in. Uh, Wild Brazil also retweets. Thank you so much. Uh, those of you that have. It's just, it's so appreciated. 
uh, like retweet either the um, the bat signal or the uh, you know like saying how the new show is out that kind of thing. Those of you that retweet, just thank you so much. And we will talk to you up grit and bear po- grit and Barrett podcast followed just recently. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but mm, yep, keep uh, voting on the polls and all that, and hashtag Crease Podcast as well. Anyhow. Have a nice week. Hopefully the Minnesota Wild can, uh, you know, get things going in the right direction. Guys get healthy, and uh, we'll see what kind of series we have in store for us. Probably going to do a show before next Thursday, and we're probably getting into the point now as the postseason has begun and all that, and spring cleanup season is right around the corner. I may record next Thursday, probably, but we'll see. We'll see how the schedule changes. It might become the rainy days and Sundays type of thing. Like, you know, how we get into that, into the playoffs and off-season and all that, rainy days and Sundays type of thing where I'll record a show in that type of situation or, you know, that type of thing or squeeze them in at nighttime or something or or even a mobile show if it's a short segment, this and that. So other than that, again, have a nice week and go wild. Hope this uh, postseason is for real. 